Hey, there we are. What is up? Yes. Welcome to Chopper with Two Wheels. We got the Woody and Morgan show back. We're going to try to do this once a month. Get Woody on here. Hopefully, we'll get him back in the house here soon uh, and riding dirt bikes up here. I have to ask, where's your big old microphone? I thought you were supposed to compete with my. uh... There it is. It's right here. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Are you using it? Is that hooked yeah. up? Like, is nice, no, it's nice. hooked up. Does it sound? Do I sound okay? Oh yeah, you sound phenomenal. I just, I was like, bro, I thought you somebody sent you that so that we yeah. could compete with these phenomenal yeah, I, pieces I, of equipment. I know. I just, face holes. I just need a uh, like a <laughs> thing to hold. It's just, a, it's just how we do. You linked, buddy. That's all on you. I know. Man. Yeah, I but you if you looked around here, there's nothing up to. I there's just, a piece of wood to 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 yeah. viewers right that you yeah. can attach it to. I, what I need is a, a little Asian person to, to hold it. Stand there and hold it. <laughs> you have two children. That's what children are for. Stand. They, hold. They, they suck. <laughs> all right. First of all, let's say hey to everybody. Chris Kinberg, Bruce Kennedy, Chris Burns. Uh, let's see. Two-stroke addict coming in from Australia. My mom. Hi, mama. Uh, Kim Jackson, what is happening? Uh, you live in the great white north, Kim. Uh, it's She lives in Wyoming, and they're still like – knee high wow. craziness it's nuts um, that's what we're gonna have to talk about the the uh donner getting pushed back because there's so much snow i mean it sounds like there are so many places with tons of snow man insane right yeah so they have uh they just went over tahoe big bear whatever area just went over uh 800 inches which is 66 feet of snow <laughs> 66 that's a lot lot. on the ground 66 feet but it's it's 30 something feet like stacked up it's crazy it's absolutely out of hand paul how nuts is that that a race like four months from now or three months from now was canceled because they're like yeah there's gonna be too much snow left like (laughs) i know so we're going to kellogg you should come to kellogg uh i don't know what that is that's the that's the next one it's it's the the weekend after and it's the silver king's I don't know. Anyway, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. Well, hello, Tim, everybody. Bruce Kennedy, Tim, go get some seat time. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Tim Simmons, what is up, man? I haven't talked to you in forever. We need to go ride dirt bikes. Beverly Boys coming in from Canada. Roger Hurd, no snow in um, Prescott, which is good. Oh, Jimmy Nyhart. Um, <laughs> is this where they hand out pronouns and free hugs? Yes. Hey, I will free <laughs> hug anybody, okay? But oh, you just, dude. I get called names all the time, and whichever one you choose to call me, that's pretty much what I'm going to respond to. So yeah, it doesn't and really I'm, matter. I'm giving out hugs. I'm, my hugs, actually, I will pay you to let me hug you. It's not, it's I, I will than, not. I will not. I'm going to cherish every dollar that I have. Uh, but if Morgan you. wants to hug me a lot, I will take all the money that he wants to pay me to be able to give me a hug. Yes. Oh, welcome, everybody, to the Gospel Two Wheels, where the coffee's hot. The bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely ridiculous. It is awesome to see you guys all here. I have some questions from the internet, Woody. Uh, so we're going to start I saw with that. Those. I think Instagram had some and all yeah, the things. And, like... and Facebook. Uh, and we're live here, Facebook and YouTube. If you're new here, subscribe, all the YouTube stuff. Uh, but not Paul, not Tolson. I'm guessing this is Paul Tolson. <laughs> uh, I picked up a used pipe for my KDX. Am I required to hold it to my mouth and make motor noises, or does that only apply to new pipes? 
Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. Dude, every single pipe that you take off your motorcycle, you need to treat it like it's a, a free cola video ad and just like, you have to blow through it. Um, but just yeah. remember, if it's used, you're probably going to walk away with a weird <laughs> yeah. ring on your mouth. So don't go straight to a family gathering or to church. Like you want to make sure that you clean yourself afterwards. <laughs> yes, yeah, I agree 100%. It's it's a necessity. I, I mean, I have pipes laying all over the place. Leander and Zach get quite tired of <laughs> making noises. Oh, man. Robert Boucher, it's good to see you, man. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt, how are you? Um, <laughs> you guys are awesome. Uh, so now we're going to Instagram. The other one was Garrett Anderson just yelling Woody. So, Woody! Um, I don't know if Garrett should be here. He's usually on here. Um, right. Dropping that kid off. Yeah, dropping the hat. Probably a little off. bit earlier than normal. Yeah. Uh, Phil Beto, I think, is uh, asks, what do you use for elbow and chest protection? And then how's the formula helmet? Uh, so the formula fly formula helmet is by far, like far and away, the best helmet I've ever worn. And actually, quick note, I got dropped from the climb uh, athlete deal, I think because I didn't buy a climb helmet. Uh, I, they, they gave me this deal and it's just a discount. It's not like, anyway, it's not like a super sponsored deal. And I was super excited. And so I ordered some stuff and then I just found out that they dropped me from the thing and they won't even tell me why it's. And I, the only thing I can imagine is because I bought a fly helmet, right? Because I like the fly helmet and I'm, I'm not going to change cause I think it's safe. And I think it's better. And, uh, yeah, they just like, they just, they just they dropped me. I asked, I'm like, well, what did I do? So I can maybe not make that mistake in the future. You know, like I, I, I just trying to learn here. I've never had to deal with a clothing company and like total ghosted. So not real happy with climb right now. I love their gear, but not very happy with how they handled well, that. It's there's that is a story that I keep hearing over and over again from from true friends in the industry that there is zero communication and it's horrible because no one's allowed to learn like right. we just have this expectation that we're supposed to be okay with you feeling butthurt but not actually like communicating what it was so that we can all grow and move forward and if we keep acting like that it's no wonder that a lot of people are going to keep considering this some blue collar you know blue collar sport and that supercross, motocross, and things like that can't be taken more serious. It's yeah. very strange. I know. But you're I know. not the only one that I've heard. And that's it, not clothing deals. It's not stuff. Even yeah. just on the professional level of people that have been contractors, that they've just been like, it's just zero communication. Like, and all of a sudden stuff. I've even had a situation like that. It was on a much lighter scale. And I just, that's such a bad place to put yourself as a professional organization. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And I, like... The guy I was talking to, because because the way I I didn't even so here's the thing I didn't even they didn't even send me a thing saying I was dropped. I just wanted to order another set of gloves and uh, some goggles to try because I never tried their goggles. I usually run hundred percent or lits. I was like, oh, that'd be kind of cool for the channel. Blah blah blah. I'll give some information out to people. And so I asked for a discount code, and I get I get this. All I get is, oh, sorry. If you look back in their emails, you should see that you're we're not going forward with you. I'm like, well, I don't see that in any email. Right. <laughs> and then, and I'm like, and he's like, oh, by the way, it's not my call. It's from up on high. I'm like, okay, well, what did I do? And then my, my email was basically, okay, I'm super bummed, but 
okay, you know, I nothing I can do about that. What did I do? How can I learn from this so that I don't make that mistake in the future? And that was it. Like yep. no response, no nothing. I'm like, really? I'm just asking. Like I'm not going to – so now – I'm going to say something about it. Like <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything about it. I was just going to be like, ah, eh, whatever. I still like their gear. Um, anyway, it super, super pissed me off to be honest. Like you can't just like communicate with me and tell me, Hey Morgan. Cause I guess the only thing I can think is, Hey Morgan, you know, if you're going to be our athlete, you got to run our, you know, our helmet, yeah, too. all the, all the gear. Oh, and I, okay, cool. Like, oh, got well, it. okay. Thanks for letting me know. I, I might have still had a little question because I seriously believe the fly is a better helmet and I'm just going to put what is the best on my head, period. And I had to pay for the fly. They didn't give me the fly. Like, it's not like – and Cl that's the other thing about Climb's deal. It's just a deep discount. It's not like – I mean, for me, they weren't Dude. giving me anything. Like, so right. – if you're not giving it to me, then I'm definitely not forced to wear it. <laughs> like, yeah. like that. So anyway, this is kind of, well, yeah, we don't need to be super negative yeah. in the long nah, run. Nah, that, yeah. the is remember, communicate, just so, have communication. Like yeah. that's it. Good that's communication. The takeaway, take but back to the actual question. Uh, what do you wear for chest and elbow protection? Woody, we'll start with you. So I have started wearing more than just roost deflectors for a very long time. I only wore roost deflectors kind of like underneath my jersey because it's like I wanted to look slim and fast. And as I did a little bit more research, I'm kind of currently kind of researching a video. I realized that there's levels to the actual protection that goes into this. And Steve Mathis did a podcast with the guy that invented the original like chest protector that had the collarbone protection. And so there's that weird little net that you would see on chest protectors underneath the actual plastic. And that is built-in give. So there's about an inch to two inches that that net, you know what I mean? And so right. I've realized it's like, oh, okay, like it doesn't just look goofy. It's built, you know what I mean? So I believe it's like a C1, C2, and C3 are the levels of actual impact protection you can get. So I've started wearing one of the C1s from Liat. Um, and I can't remember the exact model. And then I've been looking at, because I have nicked my elbows a couple more times and I'm like, dude, I'm going to just, I'm going to chip a bone sometime soon now that I'm in my forties. So I'm going to get some of the light <laughs> elbow protection from EVS. Um, right. I'm going to look at those. Now they've got like, again, like a one or two or three in how much protection. So I'm just going to get some of the soft protection from EVS for my elbows. Nice. I, uh, I don't wear any of that and I probably should, but like, my uh, when I trail ride, I don't wear anything. Um, when I race, I wear an A Stars, um, same kind of thing. Like it's a roost. It doesn't have the shoulder pads. It's a roost deflector. They've got the same sort of deal with different levels of protection. Uh, it's not quite as uh, scientific or as um, I don't know. It's not as easy to determine as the Liat stuff. Like the Liat stuff is very easy to determine. Like which one you want. Like the amount of protection. I think they do a very good job of that. Um, the A stars one is less, but, um, but it fits really well. And I, I just wear it when I'm racing. I still don't wear elbow guards because they still slide down onto my arms and it, my wrists. And I, I don't know, it drives me nuts. So I ha I don't wear them. I will probably chip a bone and then wish I was more like Woody. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting. E easy enduro. So I found, I have, don't wear elbow guards cause they give them arm pump. I think that's interesting. Um, a lot of yeah, people. there's a lot of different types out there because, you know, sometimes they're just going to have the Velcro <coughs> straps and the other ones are going to have the sleeves. And what sucks is two different things happen. One, a lot of the materials, when we sweat, get into that material and expand the material. But then also, we also expand, right? Like we right. get a little bit bigger as we inflame, you know, and be on the bike and all of our muscles and stuff like that. 
But I think that that material swell uh, expands more than we do. And so that's kind of one of the things that happens with all that sweat that gets in there. So I think, uh, yeah, that's probably not a good, but if it's so tight that it's giving you arm pump, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah find something else. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of guys run like, well, at least I tried it. I didn't, I couldn't do it, but like the full suit, because then the elbow guard isn't like strapped around tight because mm-hmm. it's held in place by the whole arm. So it's not, it's not, you don't have to have like these straps holding it tight to keep it in place. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, it is what it is. It, everybody's got their own thing and, and they like their own deal. I, I'd say like to answer that question is I don't wear any, I probably should, but I don't. Woody wears what he does. The best thing you can do is if you can find a place in the world that has stuff to try on, try it all on and find yeah. the one that fits the best, especially with your helmet. Like you need to get your helmet on because like some of that stuff, will come up too high and like make your helmet not move. You know, it's just the best thing you can do is just try it all on. And real quick, uh, Kelsey is asking, uh, he can't see the live chat on Facebook. Kelsey, it says sent with stars or something like that. Just click on that and go to all comments and you should be able to see everything. Weird. Uh, I will say like one thing is tough is that like, I want Liam to wear protection. Like, he's right. tried to not wear knee guards. He's tried to not wear his chest protector, stuff like that. And so, as a, as the father setting the example, like, I'm like, I can't be telling him to wear a chest protector if I'm not going to wear one, right? And right. so, that was part of me. Like, when I was looking into the levels, I think his has that C2 level. Again, I'm not uh, it, doing yeah. the research still. But it's like, if I'm going to ask him to do that, like, it, <laughs> it's not a, what is it? It's it's a preach only what i already practice kind of a thing don't practice what you preach because then you can lie to somebody but if i practice only what i've already you know what i mean like so it's uh preach only what you've already practiced it's a little bit easier for me to be out there telling my son how to be safe if i'm doing and i i'm terrible because i my kids just don't wear that much (laughs) like they should especially you and uh we we all wear it when we race because like i said when we go racing You know, I put mine on, I get, you know, try to get everything on and it's definitely a thing that I probably should work on. At least try to find something that works. Cause the other thing is a chest protector with the wolf vest is cumbersome. Like it just, I haven't found one that works. So maybe someone could comment like if they've got to wear a big vest uh, and then also some sort of chest protector. Cause I cannot find anything that works. You know what you could? Good look at is I noticed again looking at the EVS stuff they've got sh- like undershirts that have right. like some built-in padding so yeah. maybe that's a way to go that could work underneath that 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 uh and again if you want to play in that area right sure. but it'd yeah. definitely be good for the channel in the sense of like being able to review other products because again yeah. like in that level of like they've got something that's like light protection to all the way to heavy protection built into a, like a, a short sleeve shirt and then a, a no sleeved shirt yeah. um you could try that and then I bet the vest would still work really well yeah, uh, lots of people talking about the TP199 elbow and knee pads, and I've heard very good mm-hmm. things about those also. But, uh, again, I am so neat. Let's just quick talk about knee protection. I wear Mobius knee braces. I uh, have from, like, for, I don't know, it's been six, eight years. I love them. Uh, they're not like a medical knee brace, like a CTI or something like that that's fitted to your leg perfectly and really, really uh, there to hold your knee in place is more of a preventative knee brace. It's not like if you've got bad knees and you've got stuff that needs help, they're not the best. But if you've got good knees, which I do, and you want to keep them good, I've found that the Mobius are really, really good and very protective from impact. 
So. Yeah, I've been running the Liat X frames for about a year and a half. Um, I wore, yeah, uh, they've been through both shady burrows. <laughs> and so uh, they've been great. Um, yeah. If anybody's looking for, and I do feel that they're semi-narrow in the sense of like pinching the bike. I did see something, Todd York, when when is a chest protector actually saved you from injury? I've broken ribs wearing one. The problem is, it's like, but how bad could that injury have been if you weren't wearing the chest protector? Could that have been internal bleeding that you wouldn't have had otherwise? And so that's the tough um, situation with a mindset like that. It's like we know that we're putting the gear on to prevent as much of a injury as possible, right? Dirt bikes are inherently dangerous. And so if we take a mindset of like, well, I'm just going to get hurt regardless of wearing protection, then it's like, well, yeah, but you're probably there's the better chance of you not being with us is a lot higher. Um, right. So it's like if you want to be able to like go to work, do the things and still enjoy your sport, it's better to come at a mindset. It's like, how can I better protect myself for the future? Um, and that's the way I look at it. Yeah. All right. Uh, another last question here from the internet. Uh, Donovan asks, when you get a new bike, what are the first things you have to do before uh, a ride besides adding protection parts? I'll jump. Well, you, you've got, my bike's five years old, so it's been a while since I've done that. So why don't you uh, hit this one up? <laughs> my, <laughs> the, the sure uh, can't, baby. The, the sure can't is all done. <laughs> the, uh, uh, so for me, it's um, set sag. Uh, you know what I'd like someone was asked, just asking me he's got a brand new beta and was asking me clicker settings for some issues that he was having and I said well where is it now and he's like I don't know uh, stock and I said well you should check because humans put those things together and humans set those clickers and I've had brand new gear have the clickers all the way run all the way in or run all the way out <clears throat> just because they didn't get you know they just got forgotten in the, the process of building the bike so I like to check those, uh, make sure they are where the book says they should be, you know, um, and then, uh, you know, tire pressure and <laughs> there's Garrett coming in with the sure can't, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, tire pressure and, and then go ride the thing. I, I don't like to do too much. I just want to make sure things are safe. So like nuts and bolts, I guess, you know, t -t touch because theoretically your dealer did that, but <laughs> dealers these days, not all of them are good ours davis service center is very good they hire people specifically to build bikes they do a great job i've been personally nothing but happy with the bikes that i've been delivered uh so um they do a good job but not everyone does and so i just you know go around with a you know a wrench or a you know a ratchet and just hit everything make sure everything's tight uh like i said check your tire pressure make sure there's not 40 pounds in there because a lot of times they'll do that in the crate just to make sure they stay up uh Set the sag and then go ride. Um, that would be the best thing to do. So, yeah, I don't. And have I'm a prote I'm a protection junkie just because, like, I just I I fall. A period. Same thing. Maybe it, it's the same mindset. Maybe with the protection on the body, I just know that I'm gonna crash. And so, before I really go out there and ride, I really want to try to get as much protection in the places that I think it's important. And, and and you've covered all of these, right? The rotor protection, um, the guard protection for the linkage. Uh, just a, a, maybe a better skid plate that's going to come in stock, hand guards, or at least ends on the end, stuff like that. And now that you guys have just been, now that I've documented the process of realizing that I'm a horrible at maintenance, um, I know that the first dirt bike I get, I'm going to strip it down and I'm going to re-grease everything and I, I'm going to pay attention to how it comes stock 
because I keep hearing stories about what you're talking about. And then me being such bad at maintenance, it's like, I'd much rather dig in at the beginning when the bikes should be a hundred percent. It's like, okay, this is, this is the level that I should try to get it back to every time I truly work on it. So we'll see where that takes me. Yeah. And that, and so and Bruce actually had a great point and I forgot, I should have mentioned it is the air filters rarely get yeah. good maintenance. Um, and, and the thing is that a lot of them probably get decent oil on them from the factory, but then they sit in a boat. You got to realize when they, they build these things long before they show up on your dealer's floor, uh, they build them. I mean, it could be six, eight months before it ever gets to the United States. And then it like comes on a boat and then it sits, you know, in port or whatever. And so things dry out. So actually air filter is a big one. I'm sorry about that. I did. I should have mentioned that, but that's a very, very important. You could blow up a bike on your first day. Uh, and as far as like, for, for me, I'm looking at it as first, ride. Like I I'm too impatient, honestly, to just tear them down without riding them at all. <laughs> so I'll go ride the thing at least one or two people times. like us being impatient. Come on. I, what are you talking about? <laughs> I know. And I'll tear the thing down when I, you know, the first weekend or evening I have and grease everything. Cause nothing has enough grease on it. In my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, Paul Ancy radiator braces. Yeah. All the, and he, he said besides the protective stuff. So um, yeah, he, I mean, I, I think we all know that, you know, protecting your bike from yourself <laughs> is a good idea. <laughs> That's the best way, like, that's probably the best way to put it, like, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Protect the bike from the idiot riding it. and it'll be, cause The, if, thing, if the it, nut that connects the handlebar to the seat. Yeah, if it weren't for us, the bikes would never get hurt. <laughs> they would they would be totally fine. It, it wouldn't matter how, what oil was in the air filter or what oil grease was used on the bearings because yeah, they would just like, hang out on a showroom instance, floor. For instance, my son Ewan, that's his 125 that's locked up. <laughs> So, uh, and if it weren't for him, that wouldn't have happened. It wasn't. I love how it looked like a little, uh, like a little uh, nugget of weed. Oh, that was that in. was actually a different 125, but yeah. Oh, okay. Um, that was another YZ 125 that blew up. There's two blown up ones in this shop. Um, the uh, yeah, what? well, the, Montrose, the Colorado, one, just killing bikes. <laughs> the other one, I think. I don't know. We'll see. It looks like maybe they didn't put oil in the gas, and then they put oil in the gas when they brought it in uh because the tank was full and had plenty of oil in it but like the thing was locked up and like you know it was bad so who knows um but ewan's was probably just time and the fact that the seal was in backwards just doesn't help it's not the end of the world if the crank seal is in backwards but it's not good and uh um and then the fact that he's getting fast and just holding that thing wide uh and so it's time for a crank big deal yeah um, so I can't wait to, I'm hoping that it would be awesome this summer. If I do get to come up there and drive up there with the Sherco to like buy all the parts so we could do the bottom end. Now, obviously yeah. I would, we'd redo the top end and stuff like that. And it probably wouldn't be time to do the top end by any means since I did it. You know what I mean? But yeah. I've never done a full blown bottom end rebuild. And I, I would love to have that done under the watchful eye of somebody actually knows what they're doing um, and right. has the proper tools and stuff. So I'm hoping that that happens this summer that we can come up yeah. there. And, and cause that's like right now, like that's the last thing on the Sherco that hasn't been touched. Like yeah, I've let's like do it. essentially rebuilt everything else at this point. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I think that'd be actually a lot of fun. Uh, Kim, what uh, Thomas is writing a YZ250, although he, I changed the gearing on it. <clears throat> it's a long story. I, I put a, a little bit bigger rear sprocket on it 
um, because he was like, man, this is kind of tough in the rocks. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. And it had, it had like 1448 or 1450. Anyway, I was like, yeah, let's just go. Let's just gear it down a fuzz. Cause he likes to go fast. I knew he didn't want to gear it down too much. Well, I put the rear sprocket on, put the wheel on and the front, it was, the chain was too short. I'm like, son of mm. a, so I put a 13 on the front to make up the, I was like, I don't want to buy a chain right now. Whatever. Kid will be fine. But he rode it. He's like, dad, this thing sucks. It's too slow. I'm like, ah, ah, okay. I get it. Like I did change. And I didn't tell him I was doing all this. So like, he's not an ungrateful kid. He's a very, he's like, I, I like it. You know, it's nice, but dad, I like the fa- as fast as it was. I'm like, I get it. So recently he's been riding my 300, my old 300. And nice. it's awesome. Except for that. He really likes it. <laughs> He's like, Dad, this thing is sweet. And then I see him, ha, 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 just a million miles an hour. I'm like, yeah, that is really sweet. <laughs> so. It uh, was. It was. It was really sweet. You get so, to work on it now, too, because you're riding it. <laughs> yeah. So I've got his bike dialed back in. I, I, we, I got a chain, and we got it all fixed up. So he's going to be back on that tonight. By the way, Thursday Night Ride is happening, everybody. Mm. Uh, Peach Valley, 515, 530. We're going riding. Um and Ewan, because his bike is not back together, will be riding my 300. So that's going to be interesting. <laughs> Put that child on a set. I don't know. I Dude, video that. Like, don't video you. Video him. Like, oh, get no, behind, don't worry. Like, man... I will be filming the tiny, ridiculous child on the 300. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I lo- what was the – somebody leave the Sherco at home, Bruce Kennedy. I'm like, yeah. Bruce – like, come on. Come if on. If I do that, we won't have any more maintenance content There'll to put no, on the Sleep Time channel. <laughs> There'll be no content. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, David Barbacek, Moose Balls. How many more tires do you confidently feel they will go? I am expecting, uh, it, when, when I use the extra two balls that they sent me and all that, I'm expecting, uh, I bet I get six rear tires out of that thing which would be um, crazy. That's more than double what uh, – that's about double what I would get out of a Nitro Moose. And um, I like the feel. I was just talking to a really fast kid who was in here yesterday. He races hair and hound stuff, and I think we're going to get him on some moose balls because, you know, he runs uh, Nitro Moose, which thank you, thank you, thank you, Nitro Moose, for all your support. Um, but, you know, he won big long hair and hound and some practice riding – and it's pretty worn out. Uh, he's like I say, he's fast. Like this is not a putt putt, you know, old guy A class. This is like a top ten guy, and uh, um, and you know, he's like having to put tubes around it already and all that stuff. So um, I think it's, yeah, I think the the moose balls are, I can say, probably a hundred percent longer. So double the the amount of tires. They're amazing. I have. Two questions for you. That one back to the sprocket thing, just to clarify. Yeah. If you go down a tooth in the front, that is like going up three teeth in the rear. Is that a good ratio to think about, or like how three would to, one three to four? I mean, it, okay, it, so so it's a massive jump. It's a huge, yeah. One tooth in the okay. front is a massive jump. So that's why I went up two in the back because uh, I knew that that would be a no. Because one. In the back is like kind of almost hard to tell unless you're super in tune with the bike. Like, it's I mean it's a change. You you'll notice it, but it's not big. So I went two because I wanted to see it, him feel something, 
and then you know like real difference uh but then going also down one the front was a i mean that was like a full gear shift like a complete yeah that's what i no. that's what i thought okay i just so you went up in the rear and down in the front so he was like five teeth different it was just like dad what in the yeah he was, he was pissed <laughs> <laughs> okay second question i have been talking a lot of people have been asking me about uh mooses more right and i am educated but i by no means have like a lifetime of using them right it's only been like the right. past five years that I've been using them a lot more. And I started using tire soap, just like everybody else. The more and more that I get away from tire soap and the more I leverage the lube that comes with either the Michelins, the, the, the Nitro Moose, any of those kinds of things, I notice the longer my bibs last. And so my assumption is that it's because tire soap is just that, it's soap. It's very good for mounting the tire because of what it's doing, but it doesn't last in there because it just it evaporates, right? And right. where that lube that uh, that comes with them doesn't do that. And so that's why, like if you were to use Murphy's Tire Soap or a, a similar, that if you're not changing your bib mousse every month, like you should be using like Crisco might be better right. <laughs> like for a lubricant than the tire soap. And I wanted to know, like, as we start to wrap this up, like what's your thoughts there from what you've seen with so much uh, bibs in and out and now the moose balls and stuff. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, cause I've been a Murphy's guy forever, uh, especially on my stuff. And I definitely feel the same way. I feel like if you use this, it's silicon based lube, right? So that's what the, that's what all the lube is. It's some right. silicone-based stuff. So um, I feel like they last definitely longer, um, and you can use less of it. Like, the nice thing about the Murphys is you can grab a handful of the stuff and jam it in there. Um, and if you change tires as often as I change tires, and you're so you're re-lubing that often, they stay nice and greasy and happy and good. The, like you said, though, the problem is, that a lot of people aren't changing tires that often. Right. So, you know, maybe one or two tires a season and that, that, that soap goes away. If you do that, like if you, if that's all you're changing, the soap will go away and you know, won't come out greasy. And so, yeah, I think the lube is the way to go and actually kind of a, not a spoiler alert, but uh, the boys at uh, Mr. Wolf are sending me a tub Cause the problem is that stuff is expensive. You know, you buy one tube, it's, it's very expensive and it's like, ah, I mean, of course the whole freaking industry is expensive. So kind of get over it. Right. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, um, but again, if you're changing tires as often as I am, it's like, yeah, man, that adds up. So it's, it's kind of annoying. Um, but they're, he's working on uh, James Richards at Intech. Actually, he's not with Mr. Wolf, but they, they're the distributor for Mr. Wolf. He's bringing in these tubs and he's sending me some to try. Uh, and it's not available for purchase yet, but we're going to try it. So hopefully you can buy it in bulk, which would be really cool. Um, Trevor uh, Novin's uh, Dry Creek was awesome. Uh, Woody, I know you've got to go, right? Yeah, um, I just, I'm glad that we can still keep doing some Morgan and Woody shows. I feel that like our enthusiasm and stoke for this sport is high and I hope that that's what we can continue to do is just keep getting people on the dirt box, as you like to say, right? And yeah. I have just, it's been awesome to see some of your followers come over and hit the Seat Time channel and not crap on me for like, you know, all yeah. of my learnings. Cause that's where I'm at, right? Like it's been, you can tell 
the poor maintenance that has happened. Let's just be out call a call a spade a spade, right? But yeah. that's where it's like now I realize I have to take a couple steps back and I have to be better. Like I want to keep riding. I can't afford a new bike. And so I need to take better care of the one that I'm on. So it's been really cool to have a lot of your followers come over and, and uh, especially Bruce. Bruce has always got good uh, good comments to uh, leave on my videos. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. But the one thing that I'm noticing is as I put out more information and content around nutrition, that people have a lot of questions. And so I put out a video, you know, five pro tips for race day nutrition, super clickbaity title. But in the long run, there really are like, I feel great information in there. So if anybody has any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns about nutrition, like I want to help you, you know what I mean? Um, so either go find that content or just DM message, whatever, whatever, um, because I want to put more of that type of content out there. And so again, like, seat time we want to keep people stoked on two wheels like that's the whole concept right so i appreciate you continuing to give me a platform to uh to share that to share yeah. that stoke man for sure we need more of you up in colorado also well i know i know I, you have you have no idea how much <laughs> i want that to happen <laughs> we gotta figure that out and we'll talk to sam at grit motorsports he's on here with the rentals and see yeah we don't even yep. need rentals i mean we can help Sam out too, but um, I have lots of motorcycles and uh, Zach will be receiving his new XCW, but then going off to the National Guard for who knows how long. So that thing's just going to sit here needing someone to ride it. And I mean, I'm going to ride it, but someone like Woody might need to come up and ride that thing. I love it. Well, I got to drop because I got to go. I got my button up shirt. So I got to I got to jump into another call for work. But thanks, everybody. I really appreciate you guys. One, allowing me to be here and two, paying attention. It's going to be awesome. Thank you, Morgan. Right on. Woody, you take care. We're going to stay live here for a little bit. Do guys. it. So, Woody, I love you. We'll talk to you very soon. Bye. Thank you again. What is up, everybody? Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, let's see. Uh, trail nerds. I saw some questions. I'm going to try to answer. And then I do have to go cause I got to move bikes around. So my kids have bikes to ride this afternoon. Uh, any idea why my battery died while riding? It died towards the end of a 28 mile loop at the snake bite. Uh, Matt, which b bike are you on? Are you on uh, a new KTM? I can't remember. I know you're not on the beta anymore, uh, Matt. So let me know. Um, it could be if your fan was drawing and maybe you had like a, um, uh, GPS and all that stuff, but let me know what you're running. And dude named Eric, Woody does rule. Uh, and thank you all that have come from his channel over here. I very much appreciate it. It's awesome. Uh, Cycle Farm, I do need to come ride in Durhamtown, uh, Georgia, and back east. I need to figure that out. We're doing our Ride the World this year. Is I'm gonna do. I think I'm just gonna do once a year right now until this YouTube channel blows up to the point that I make enough money to travel more, uh, but that's coming. It's coming. We're growing. And thank you all so much for that. Um, but this year we're Pacific Northwest. Maybe next year we'll go East, uh, 300 XCW trail nerds. So the reason that would die, I would look at all your connections. Make sure you don't have any weird shorts going on. I know it's a new bike, so it shouldn't have anything, but you know, things happen, especially in your hardened neural world. Uh, and then the, cause that bike should have plenty of juice to run a fan in like something like a hard enduro. Um, but I would check. Yeah. Fan, oh, fan shuts off with the bike. Okay, good. Uh, so yeah. Um, I would, 
like when we have problems like that in the the shop i start looking at anything that was added to the bike uh and then like checking for amp draws on that uh if i can't find anything there uh then i look for all the connections and see if uh like there's something that's not making connection um also check and make sure you're um all the like the stator like i mean it would be weird but make sure your stator's producing like make sure you don't have a short in the stator i mean it's a new bike but things happen um keith mcqueen wrote a uh 300 tm nice i i want to ride a new uh brand new tm uh matt simpson what's your um so yeah uh, matt i wish i had a for sure answer but it sounds like you're just gonna have to do a bunch of checking on stuff but i would check connections from stator to regular rectifier check the regular rectifier also that's an easy one to go bad um you know unfortunately these days it's probably made in china uh from ktm and hopefully it's not but it could be uh make sure it didn't go south um the uh okay <laughs> sorry my, mom, my wife just texted me um break-in process new top in matt simpson uh, honestly not a lot i just because if it's just a new top in the cylinders are all nickel, nickel plated. The rings are all super hard. There's really nothing um, <clears throat> that's uh, uh, that big of a deal uh, to like, you don't really need to break much in. So uh, the main thing I do is go out, ride it, get it all the way up to temperature once and make sure there's no leaks, no nothing going on, and then just go ride it. Uh, found my issue 12 hour 300 XC appears to got, oh yeah, the mud in the tank, yeah. So yeah, it can happen. Um, let's see. I want to make sure I don't. Uh, Chris Burns, do you think tubeless will be good for my type of riding here in New York? Just off-road, mild enduro. Uh, Chris Burns, yeah, it will work great. Uh, you'll be able to get really good traction with it. You just have to deal with the fact that you got two pressures to check at each wheel, and that drives me nuts. No way, Roger Heard, you're moving to Colorado. I just saw that. That freaking makes me super, super excited. Um, we'll talk. Let's talk about that later. Um, uh, bu -bu 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 work, uh, big Chuck, we need to figure out workouts for off day. One thing, the, the best thing for me personally is riding my bicycle. So, uh, get on a day off MX car with wood setup is an animal. That's cool. Keith McQueen. Uh, Matt, yeah, there you go. Matt, right? Like you stole it, Jeremy shooting. Absolutely. Um, the, yeah. All right, guys, I had better boogie because I got to jostle some bikes around. I got to get bikes home. So my kids have things to ride from the house out to Peach Valley for Thursday night ride. And then I got to get my bike down here. So I have something to put in my van and go out there. Guys, Punk Rock Club. I love you guys the very, very most. Matt and Driss, um, I'd love to know what you find. So please stay in touch because I'm just trying to like build the knowledge. Uh, so anyway, I thought about that. Uh, yeah, Punk Rock Club. I love you more than everyone else. I hope you guys all are getting out and spreading the gospel of two wheels. We need more dirt bikers in the world because dirt bikers are better people uh, and <laughs> that would make the world a better place. I love you all so much. Uh, I hope that what we're doing here is inspiring you guys to work on, but way more importantly, get out and ride your dirt bikes.